This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Thursday, June the 9th, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop to give you all the information and breaking news in the world of professional wrestling. We scour all of the wrestling websites and social medias to bring you all the updated information that is concerning your favorite stars in wrestling. Headlines does this so you don't have to spend time going all over the web. We're your one-stop shop for everything that is pro wrestling. With that being said, let's get to the headlines. Wrestling Inc. is reporting at this hour, Ross Berman is reporting. Is Roman Reigns still expected to be at WWE SummerSlam? Port from Fightful Select sheds light on Roman Reigns' schedule and how it seems to be confirmed that Reigns will not compete at Money in the Bank. Much concern has been raised over Reigns' schedule recently as the undisputed WWE champion is set to miss his second WWE Premium Live event in a row, making that three in a row as he has been the top man in WWE. Now, according to the report, Reigns will be kept off TV and kept off Money in the Bank, as that that's always been the possibility even though the event was scheduled to be at Vegas' Allegiant Stadium. Officials believe that the Money in the Bank ladder match was really not necessary to have him there, so the odds of keeping him off really didn't factor in. And this would make likely spot for a title defense for Reigns, but it looks like the next one will not be happening until the earliest of July the 30th, which would be at SummerSlam in Nashville, Tennessee. Now, the latest Fightful Select noted that WWE representatives had spoken and stated that they still expect Reigns to compete at SummerSlam. However, nothing right now has been confirmed. Reigns has held the universe 
Universal Championship since August the 30th of 2020, which is a record 645 days. He then unified the title with the WWE Championship on April 3rd when he defeated Brock Lesnar. He's held the title for 67 days and not defended it once on TV or a premium live event. By SummerSlam, it will have been 119 days since Reigns defeated Lesnar into becoming the top man in WWE. Now, Reigns has defended the title against Drew McIntyre in a number of WWE live events, also known as house shows, but they're outside of the world of WWE regarding storylines. If you'd like to find out more what's going on with Roman Reigns and when we can expect to see him next, Ross Berman has that article trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Let's go ahead and let's talk a little bit about Joey Janela. Ross Berman is writing in at this hour. Sonny Kist addresses Joey Janela and the roads in the AEW exits of them. Sonny Kist recently appeared on the Face Turn podcast, Pro Wrestling Illustrated's YouTube page. In an interview, AEW talent discussed feelings about the departure of some of the biggest supporters, namely Joey Janela, Cody, and Brandy Rhodes. Two of my favorite people are no longer here, Kiss said. That was Joey Janela and Brandy and Cody Rhodes. Janela's departure was described as especially tough with Kiss, mentioning how the two had been tied together from the start of AEW. In a quote, it would be said, Joey leaving kind of definitely gave me like an okay, what's happening? Because we had been doing our long rivalry, and we were almost like marrying our careers together. Kiss was talking about the ill-fated tag team that both wrestlers faced in March of 2020. Whether we were a tag team or feuding, it was like a marriage. So him leaving was like, okay, what's happening to me? What's going to be happening? Kiss felt that losing Janela and both Cody and Brandy was a big blow backstage, as they were allies. They were really, really supportive of Sonny Kiss and the brand to be known, to be recognized. Now, Kiss went on to describe how they all helped evolve and create Rose in the beautiful badass. If you'd like to find out more about what Sonny Kiss has to say, Ross Berman has his article trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Dakota Cohen is writing in at this hour for Wrestling Inc. Trish Stratus names moment that WWE Women's Revolution actually took place. Now, women may have been in wrestling for quite some time. Now, but there's many things that have been happening in the world of professional wrestling. For a long time, women in WWE were given not much time to be on screen. While on Busted Open Radio, WWE Hall of Famer and seven-time women's champion, Trish Stratus discussed what she believes was the turning point for women in WWE. She would say, in a quote, Someone talked about the chair shot that Victoria and I did. It was like the chair shot was just one simple chair shot, but it meant so much. People were now discussing it, Trish said. I feel like that was the moment that we were starting to turn the corner as women wrestlers. Stratus was referring to a 2018 WWE Hall of Famer Victoria choked her on the head at Raw during a 2002 feud. Now, during her tenure in WWE, Victoria won the WWE Women's Championship twice. Victoria later joined TNA under her name Tara and proceeded to win the Knockouts Tag Team Championships on five different occasions. The first time the two women were in a main event together was on Monday Night Raw in 2000 when Lita took on and defeated Stephanie McMahon for the Women's Championship. Women would not be in the main event on Raw until December 2004 when Stratus took on Lita, where Lita won the Women's Championship for the second time. Lita would go on to win the Women's Championship two more times after that. If you'd like to read more about what Trish Stratus had to say about the wrestling movement that has changed in WWE, go ahead and follow Dakota Cohen right now on Wrestling Inc. Eric Mutter is writing in at this hour about Hook. Many people know that Hook is a rising star in AEW, but there's some things they may or may not know about him. It was just about a year ago that the cold-hearted handsome devil Hook was seen, and he's been silent for quite a while. He's been captivating audiences in the corner of Team Taz with his hoodie and his hairstyle. Jeff Winger of Community would envy. Today, he finds himself un 
undefeated in AEW, one half of the unstoppable force known as Hookhausen. He recently did an interview with GQ Magazine. In the interview, he said that he's finally opened up about the whirlwind and the rise in pro wrestling. He would go on to say, I still struggle to put things into words, Hook admitted. It's such a surreal feeling with all the hype and the buildup before my debut. I definitely felt an intense amount of pressure, but I've been an athlete my entire life and I've had to deal with pressure before, so I didn't feel scared. I was actually just ready to attack. Having just celebrated his 23rd birthday last month, Hook has an all-time world-accomplished talent that is ready to set his sights on more things in AEW, such as AEW Gold. But he does also have some ideas of things he'd like to do outside of wrestling. I want to be the AEW World Champion, Hook said. That's it. That's the goal. But outside of wrestling, I plan to delve into other markets, design, or artistic directing. I also would like to get into acting and maybe do some modeling. All the Hook maniacs who can't get enough of Hook and his adventures with Danhausen will have to wait until they see what is next for the duo in AEW. For more information about Hook, follow Eric Mutter as his article is trending at this hour at Wrestling Inc. Let's go ahead and let's find out how did AEW do against the ratings last night. Dominic D'Angelo is reporting at this hour. AEW Dynamite provided some newsworthy content on its programming this week, and thanks to that, it held its own against the NBA Finals. Now, according to WrestleNomics, the episode of Dynamite was watched by 939,000 viewers on average. Compared to last week's Double or Nothing post episode, programs saw a 3% drop in total viewership. The key demographic saw more of a significant dip as it garnered an audience of 444,000 and the 18 to 49 audience, which is a 0.34. Now that's a 14% decrease from the week's previous number of 517,000. All that considered, Dynamite ranked number one in the key demos for Cable's original programming and for all primetime, it ranked number eight. Dynamite had the NBA to contend with with game three of the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors. The game had a 3.65 in the 18 to 49, which equates to 11.5 million audience. If you'd like to find out more about what's going on with all the analytics, Dominic D'Angelo has that article trending right now over at Wrestling Inc. Marco Rivera is writing in at this hour for Wrestling Inc. Mick Foley on what people should give Cody Rhodes credit for in the world of professional wrestling. Cody Rhodes' WWE return hasn't come without question. After Rhodes became one of the faces of All Elite Wrestling and a pillar in creating the company back in 2019, the son of Dusty Rhodes decided to make his return to WWE after several years of being away from the company. Now, many criticized the move after Rhodes was very vocal about his dislike spent in the company in the past. After defeating Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 38, Rhodes made it clear that his goal to return was to capture the World Championship, a belt that's eluded his family for forever. Since returning, Rhodes has been one of the top stars in the company and positioned as a main event draw on Monday Night Raw. WWE Hall of Famer Mick Foley commented on Rhodes' return to WWE, stating how happy it is to see him back in the company and he's more valuable than when he was when he'd left. In a quote, Foley would say, I I think people should give Cody a lot of credit for leaving WWE on his own because he believed he was capable of more. Foley said during the latest episode of his podcast, Foley is Pod, and he was. So I applaud him. I applaud anyone who goes out there and makes a name for themselves and more valuable on national TV. Unfortunately for Rhodes, he's since suffered a gruesome horn pec muscle, injury that's going to reportedly keep him on the shelf for at least five months. The former AEW TNT champion didn't leave abruptly though. Seth Rollins and he had faced off at Hell in a Cell in one of the gutsiest performances 
performances in company's history, according to many in WWE. Continuing to discuss the AEW focus, Foley mentioned how important it is to have talent outside of WWE succeed, and why WWE CEO Vince McMahon needs to hear this at times. In a quote, the Young Bucks did it, Kenny Omega did it, Foley said. Kenny didn't have the national platform like WCW or WWE, but he did have a company to go there and say, nope, I'm good, I'm great right now for business. Vince needs to hear more of that. Whether it's Triple H hearing that people are doing well or Vince, everything is good for business. If you'd like to find out more about what McFoley had to say about Cody Rhodes, Marco Rivera has this article trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Eric Mutter's also writing this hour, when's the next time we expect to see Charlotte Flair? As many people know, Charlotte Flair and Andrade recently were married. They have been seen on their honeymoon in several social media posts. Now, Andrade may turn to wrestling on AEW Dynamite, but are we going to see Charlotte this week to appear on Friday Night SmackDown or not to appear on the SmackDown show? That is a surreal question revolving around Charlotte Flair. After Andrade El Idolo made his return to Dynamite last night, many fans predict that his new wife will be on the blue brand. Sources have told PW Insider that despite the conclusion of her and Andrade's honeymoon, Charlotte is not scheduled to return on tomorrow's SmackDown. The report doesn't specify that things have even changed, nor when Charlotte would possibly even return to TV. Charlotte hasn't been seen on WWE programs since WrestleMania Backlash way back in May, where she dropped the WWE SmackDown Women's Champion to Ronda Rousey in an I Quit match. The loss ended Flair's reign at 198 days, her longest reign as WWE Raw and SmackDown or Divas Championship. Following the defeat, WWE announced that Charlotte would be out indefinitely due to an injury. With more information on how long we can expect Charlotte to be off of WWE programming, continue to follow Wrestling Inc. as they will always bring you the latest. Ross Berman is writing in at this hour. Paul Heyman answers the WWE elusive question about who will ultimately or can dethrone Roman Reigns. Paul Heyman took to Twitter today to disrespectfully answer WWE's recent question about the undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns. The official tweet that came out with who can defeat or dethrone Roman Reigns. Heyman answered the following, no one, disrespectfully. Now with that being said, Roman Reigns has still had one of the most successful runs in company history. Heyman is technically correct as well. Roman Reigns has not been defending or defeated for a long very time. Now the Universal Champion defeated Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 38. Reigns once again has defended his championship in house shows, but due to his new contract, he's not really doing those anymore. It's now being reported earlier today that we won't see him till the earliest would be SummerSlam, which would be July the 31st. For more information about Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns, Ross Berman has all of the information trending right now over at Wrestling Inc. Dakota Cohen is also writing in at this hour. Nyla Rose reveals how House of Black member came to her defense. Nyla Rose is the first openly transgender wrestler in AEW. But that doesn't come without difficulties surrounding fan behaviors toward the native beast. On the December 22nd, 2021 edition of AEW Dynamite, fan was ejected for holding up a transphobic sign at Nyla Rose. While on the sessions with Renee Podcast, the former AEW Women's World Champion discussed the sign and who approached her backstage after her match was over. It was a little weird, Rose said, but like I always say, the hate for me, there's always going to be people who hate. If founding member of the House of Black was very, very supportive in the most gangsta way possible, Rose revealed. He was like, he walked up to me. He was all intense. Hey, what's the deal with that sign out there? And I go, I don't know. And he says, F that guy. Rose is probably referring to Malachi Black, who was the only member in the group at that time. But now there's four. Buddy Matthews, Brody King, and Julia Hart are also out there as well. It was AEW that decided to bring up that gimmick at that point in time. House of Black has been recently picked into the trios, and they've been successful against Death Triangle 
at Double or Nothing. If you'd like to find out more about the relationship between Nyla Rose and for everything AEW, follow Dakota Cohen as she has all of this information trending right now on Wrestling Inc. Let's go ahead and switch our attention over to NXT. Former WWE star announces for a unique AEW merchandise. Dominic D'Angelo is writing in, Sam Shaw, the former Dexter Loomis in NXT, has put his artistic hand to use and illustrated an All Elite Edition for John Moxley. The design is on sale now for $34.99 per print by AEW Shop. Now there'll be over 200 poster prints made available. Every one will be hand numbered. The Moxley portrait of violence print is the one that he has created. It is considered beautiful. AEW Shop has gone ahead and put that on their social media and allowed people to go ahead and start getting ready to purchase it. Let's talk a little bit about Paige. Paige in WWE was such a successful female wrestler before her injury sidelined her. Now, Paige is given direct honor by the New York Times as Mum in Famous. Eric Mutter's reporting at this hour, you would think that after a movie has been made based upon your life that it can't get any better than that. But if you're Paige, the former WWE Divas champion, well, things could get better, according to the New York Times in a crossword puzzle. Paige learned about the distinct honor earlier on Thursday when a fan posted a screenshot of her name in a crossword puzzle and the clue confirming it was related to the two-time women's champion. Needless to say, Paige was very pleased in the development. Mum, I'm famous, Paige tweeted. If you'd like to find out more about what's going on with her and a potential return to WWE programming, continue to follow Wrestling Inc. Let's jump over to e-wrestling news and trending at this hour, e-wrestling news is reporting Swerve Strickland takes criticism for teaming with Keith Lee. Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour on e-wrestling news, backstage news on why Edge was removed from the Judgment Day faction. Now, many fans were very excited when Edge formed the Judgment Day faction, but were very shocked to find out that he was no longer a part of it after he got jumped by his fellow comrades. As seen on Monday Night Raw's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Edge was kicked out of the Judgment Day faction. The segment featured Finn Balor joining Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley to take out the Rated R Superstar. Initially, Edge is now being listed as a babyface. The company posted a storyline injury report on Tuesday, noting that he was out with a non-displaced orbital floor fracture. Now, according to a report from the Wrestling Observer, the reason that Edge was removed from the group was due to creative differences. The decision was said to have been a last-minute one. Edge was reportedly told that WWE wanted to make the group in a more supernatural direction. He wasn't happy about it. If you'd like to find out more about this ongoing dealings with Edge and backstage producers, go ahead and follow Ryan Clark, who has all the information trending right now on e-wrestling news. Ryan Clark is also writing at this hour, William Regal denying a shot at WWE on Dynamite. All Elite Wrestling is holding a pre-sale today for a live episode of Rampage and Battle of the Belts 3 for August 8th at the Van Annal Arena in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Fans can purchase tickets by using the code AEWRDM616. AEW star William Regal has reported that a lot of people think that he was taking a shot at WWE last night. For those who didn't hear it, Regal said the following on commentary. This is AEW. This is where we fight. Leave the entertainment elsewhere. Now, according to Regal, he was referring to his feud with Chris Jericho in the Appreciation Society, and he wasn't taking a shot at WWE, he says. In a quote, he says, I wished I hadn't seen this, and this is why I don't look on social media very much. This was a jab aimed at the Jericho Appreciation Society. People here are just fighting with each other at the moment, trying to make headlines and cause trouble. Another reason for 
me to stay off of the wrestling bubble. For more information on this continuing story, go ahead and follow Ryan Clark on eWrestling News. Sean Waltman praises Wardlow. Going on with this, Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour. WWE Hall of Famer and former WWE superstar Sean X-Pac Waltman took to Twitter to praise the promo Wardlow cut on this week's episode of Dynamite. He wrote, For not having much time on the mic thus far, Wardlow shows promise on the stick. You can follow this and follow Sean Waltman on social media at The Real Xbox. You can also find out all the information that's going on with Wardlow if you follow him on social media and follow AEW Wrestling. Continuing to follow the headlines, Ryan Clark is writing, Athena reveals why she wanted to join AEW. She also gives high praise to Jade Cargill. Now, during a recent appearance on the Complex Unsanctioned podcast, AEW star Athena, formerly known as Ember Moon, commented on the reason why she wanted to join All Elite Wrestling. Additionally, Athena praised Jade Cargill and said she is simply on fire. Now, on why she wanted to be a part of AEW, she would go on to say, and I quote, When you look at the AEW pay-per-views and you're seeing all my friends that I used to roll around the indies with and they're finally getting the platform that they deserve, it's like, man, they're really out there having so much fun. I've got to be a part of this, you know? And things just kept setting in. It's like the more time that they were out there, AEW just started looking great and I decided I was longing to be in AEW. Now her thoughts on Jade Cargill. Then Jade Cargill came on my radar with that Storm cosplay she did. I was like, oh my God, this girl's on fire. That's the first moment when I was like, oh, there's something here. There's something special here. And I remember when she came out in her Mortal Kombat cosplay and I was like, damn, she's got that going. And it seemed from day one with the company, she's gone all over. She has so much love and passion into every match and that goes and it crosses over into the other talent as well. It's something that I need to see for a long time again. Athena was released by WWE in November of 2021 and then signed with AEW recently. She is now one of the main focuses in the women's division. Continuing with the headlines, the Hardy Boys discuss ribs that Owen Hart used to pull in WWE. Brian Clark is writing in at this hour. On the heels of the Owen Hart Cup and the Owen Hart Cup tournament, Owen's name has been circulating around wrestling in many, many circles. Specifically, the Hardy Boys, who spent a lot of time with Owen Hart in the WWE, had some comments to make about him. During the latest edition of Talk is Jericho podcast, Matt and Jeff Hardy commented on some of the ribs Owen Hart used to play with the talent backstage. Matt Hardy on the first time he actually had an Owen Hart rib on him. One of my favorite Owen stories is the first time he ribbed me, so to say. Like, I didn't know him. We were just extras at the time. This is in the fall of 1994, and I am wrestling Owen in the Stabler Arena in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. So, we're out there, and he goes, oh yeah, people like the Hardy kids. They take good bumps for all the guys. I really want to highlight you in this match. I have an idea, but I want you to make sure you master it, and make sure you've got it down, he said. Follow me. We walk onto the concourse, and there was a big tarp. Like, he's covering something up. Huh? Is it gonna rain? Why does he have a plastic tarp? He laid it out and said, alright, let's just get down on all fours in the center. Let's pretend like we're in the ring. Let's say I take you down. I want to take you off your feet like you're trying to get to the ropes, but then I'll stop you before you get there. Then you'll go 90 degrees to your left and then try to get to the ropes there, but then I'll stop you again. Then you'll go 90 degrees to the left and you'll be on all fours and you wouldn't get it again. It's really like you're trying to be super resilient and this is going to look great. I do it and we crawl and he says, that's really good. Let's do it again. I'm like, oh my God, this is really starting to hurt my knees. Then we do it like for four or five times. Then on the fifth time, he's asking me to go and do it again. Dude, I'm messing around with you. Are you messing with me? Yes. But it was funny. It took you so long to catch on. The Hardy Boys have been having so much fun in their wrestling careers, not only recently in AEW, but in WWE as well. If you'd like to find out more about what's going on with the Hardy Boys 
and more stories of ribs, go ahead and follow Ryan Clark right now over on E Wrestling News. Let's talk a little Keith Lee. Ryan Clark is writing in this hour. Keith Lee not happy with Sir Strickland throwing him over the top rope in the Battle Casino Royale. As seen on Wednesday night's episode of Dynamite, Swerve Strickland threw Keith Lee out during the Casino Battle Royale that kicked off the show. As you'd imagine, that didn't go over too well with Keith Lee. Following the show, Strickland took to Twitter and wrote, Dead Weight. Lee would then chime in on Twitter saying, I am well aware of this, every man for himself, Matt. But after I saved you from elimination, we now have a problem. If you'd like to follow the now new feud between the two, follow them both on social media, follow eWrestling News, as they will give you more details on the following. Raquel Rodriguez discusses Dakota Kai's impact on her run in WWE. Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour. During a recent appearance on the Out of Character with Ryan Satin Podcast, Raquel Rodriguez commented on the impact Dakota Kai has had on her run in WWE NXT, the company changing her ring name when she was called up to the main, main roster and so much more on Dakota Kai's impact on her NXT run. When I got to team up with Dakota Kai, I was very, very excited because she's always been such a lovely person and she's been so giving of her time and she's great in her matches with everyone on the roster. Everyone admires her for her work and her in-ring ability. She's one of a kind. So getting paired with her, I was excited. Then getting to work with her, following the two years we were together, we built a relationship, we built trust, and we were able to learn from each other. It was something that I needed at that time in NXT. I really needed it. I didn't feel alone at that time either. Came so much of taking the pressure off myself. We shared the pressure at that time. That was really nice. It was something that helped me even more. We were able to be there for one another. There, that's a lot of people you don't expect. Close people in tag team divisions, but Dakota Kai was definitely something there for me. If you'd like to read more about what Kel Rodriguez had to say about Dakota Kai and their experiences in NXT, continue to read the article from Ryan Clark over on E-Wrestling News. Thomas Lawson's also writing at this hour, allegedly an injury occurred at WWE. WWE's NXT 2.0 tapings. Thomas Austin's writing at this hour, WWE's NXT Tag Team Women's Champion Gigi Dolan is reportedly on the shelf following an injury in this week's tapings. PW Insider's reporting that Dolan was teaming with Mandy Rose and JC Jane to take on Cora Jade, Indy Hartwell, and Roxanne Perez in the final match of the tapings that will air on June 14th. Now, Jade reportedly hit Dolan with a cannonball senton before getting rushed to a pinfall to end the match. Now, Dolan received a standing ovation from the audience who appreciate her toughness as she was help back with medical personnel. Gigi Dolan and JC Jane are in the second reign of their NXT Women's Championships after dethroning Dakota Kai and Raquel Rodriguez. For more information on the injury update and all things NXT, continue to follow Thomas Lawson as he has this article trending right now on eWrestling News. Thomas Lawson is also writing at this hour, Fight TV is going to charge $1.99 for Ric Flair's last match TV bundle. Fans of Ric Flair can expect some special experiences for his very last match at the price of $199.99. Next month, Flair will compete in what's being billed as his final match ever with a special air date for on Fight TV. Those fans willing to splash on the cash will spend close to $200 to get StarCast 5 all-access events, at Flair's last match, and the Ric Flair roast. Fans will also receive part of the ring canvas used for Ric's last match in a commemorative plaque. You can check out all the information right now about Ric Flair and his final match by following Thomas Lawson over at E-Wrestling News. Let's go ahead and let's talk a little about Tony Khan. Andrew Ravens is writing in this hour, Tony Khan teases many injured wrestlers will be returning thanking the fans as well. AEW President Tony Khan thanked the fans for watching last night's episode of AEW Dynamite in a recent post on Twitter. He also hinted at several injured stars coming back. 
He would say in a quote, Thank you all to watch AEW Dynamite last night. I appreciate you. Wrestlers, staff, fans, and excited for many injured stars returning as we approach Road Rager and Forbidden Door. Thank you, Kansas City. I thought it was a great night. Excited for Rampage on Friday night. Now, those stars who have been in action for quite a while include Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson, Sting, Orange Cassidy, Kip Sabin, and many more. For more information on this, Andrew Ravens has his article trending right now on eWrestling News. Andrew Ravens is also writing on this hour that Chris Jericho recently made the comment, AEW has been a viable contender and a safe place for wrestlers to come and join as an alternative. Speaking with the Associated Press, Chris Jericho noted that All Elite Wrestling has become a viable contender and has come a long way since where they started in 2019. AEW was founded to not directly be competition with WWE, but things have changed a lot in the recent years. Jericho would go on to say, Now, we've made AEW a viable contender. It's a safe place for people to come now to work. When it first started, it was a little bit of a wild, wild west. No one knew what to expect, and it was like taking a little bit of a chance. I think it's gone even further than I had ever expected. I think now we're here, and we're just scratching the surface of how far we're going to go. If you'd like to find out what more of what Chris Jericho had to say during his interview with the Associated Press, Andrew Ravens has all of that information trending right now on E wrestling news. Let's go ahead and let's talk about The Miz. The Miz is going to play in a Major League Baseball All-Star Celebrity Game. Andrew Ravens is writing at this hour, WWE Superstar The Miz has been announced as part of the Major League Baseball All-Star Game Saturday. Now, the stars shine bright at Major League Baseball's all-Star Game from Dodger Stadium that's going to be on July the 16th. Global Superstar Becky G performs at MGM All Awards Show and WWE Star will appear in the baseball game. Many people are excited about the big game and so is The Miz. Major League Baseball gave a update on all the events that are going to happen and they announced that The Miz will be a part of it as well. For more information about this, Andrew Ravens has all the information trending over on eWrestling News. If you're enjoying Headlines, Headlines is your one-stop shop to find all your wrestling news, all the articles that are trending right now in the world of pro wrestling. All you got to do is follow us on social media. The link's in the bio, and you'll get caught up so you can get back to your day. Let's get back to the news. Andrew Ravens is writing at this hour, the Ultimo Dragon files a trademark his ring name. Now, many people are familiar with Ultimo Dragon, whether you're in New Japan or in Lucha Libre Wrestling. The Ultimo Dragon, under his real name, filed a trademark for his ring name on May the 4th. He listed the date of his first name as May 13th of 87. Here is where the trademark is. Entertainment services, namely wrestling, exhibitions, and performances by a professional wrestler and an entertainer. Now, throughout his career, the Ultimo Dragon has worked for WWE, WCW, and All Japan Pro Wrestling as well. He also would make appearances in AAA over the years. For more information on this, Andrew Raven has this article trending right now on Wrestling Inc. Davy Boy Smith Jr. reveals bizarre ring name for his next WWE return. Now, Davy Boy Smith Jr. would have worked under a ring name of the Stampede Stud. His plans for his WWE return were being put together, but things didn't quite work out. Smith, the son of WWE Hall of Famer Davey Boy Smith, was rehired in July of 2021, but when was released in November without even having a match. Speaking to Liam Alexander Stewart of Inside the Ropes, Smith explained the impression he made backstage. In a quote, he said, I was going to be debuting on SmackDown, and then they were going to call me the Stampede Stud. It just never happened. 
but it wasn't my fault. I showed up more in shape than ever. I saw Vince and was like, oh, he said, you're looking pretty good, kid. Smith had one dark match during his WWE return, but was released in November of 2021. There was also some speculation of where he would be, but SmackDown was the ultimate decided place. Despite this, the second generation wrestler remains open to maybe a WWE return at some point in time. For more information, Thomas Lawson has this article trending right now over at E! Wrestling News. Thomas Lawson's also writing at this hour, WWE Arena accidentally botches the names of Seth Rollins and Asuka. Going on with that? Thomas Lawson's writing at this hour, an arena that will soon host a WWE event has seriously botched the names of two of the biggest stars of the company. On August 14th, the Hard Rock in Las Vegas, Estes Arena, will host WWE Sunday's Stunner event featuring some of WWE's top stars, the undisputed tag team champions, the Usos, and Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair. Now, the listing on the website says it's Seth Franklin Rollins instead of freaking Rollins and will be competing, which was a mistake that was made in a typo. The same listing was announced that Ashula will face Belair and Becky Lynch in a triple threat match instead of saying Asuka. For more information, you can go ahead and follow Thomas Lawson as he shows all the botches that were made in this posting. Joshua Jones is writing in at this hour. Carl Anderson talks testing positive for COVID before the most recent New Japan show. Carl Anderson is scheduled to challenge Tomatonga for the never open weight title at New Japan Pro Wrestling's Dominion this weekend. During the latest episode of Talk and Shop, Anderson spoke about testing negative for COVID before his flight to Japan, but then testing positive once he arrived. He had to go on to say this, we're in Tokyo, I'm free. I really didn't explain the set. Well, we landed. So guys, I tested negative for COVID the day before I flew out, which is the rules. You're supposed to do that. I get on the plane, I fly, I land in Tokyo, and then I take another test and it's positive. I go, what's going on? Obviously I have no temperature. My oxygen saturation was perfect. I don't have any symptoms. I missed the show in Tokyo. I missed the Budokan Tokyo show and I got shipped to a Japanese government hotel for eight nights and I wasn't allowed to leave my room. I had all of these plans after I landed. I would have come here. I would have done this and that. I would have had such a great time. Places to eat, people to see. And then I saw Jay White and his number called. He went through and then this another person called and wanted to know what was going on. And then I got a call from Chase Owens. I tested before them. It's impossible. I can't believe it's pack and it was positive. Impossible. With that being said, if you'd like to read more of the comments that Carl Anderson had to say about testing positive before his big event in Budokan Hall, Joshua Jones has this article trending right now on E-Wrestling News. Joshua Jones is also writing this hour, there is new news in WWE about who may be challenging Roman Reigns once he defends the championship again, and it looks like it very well may be Matt Riddle. We finally have somewhat of an update on Roman Reigns and what could be happening with him in the future. Now, it was initially reported that Riddle would be one to challenge Reigns for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship at Money in the Bank, but since then, well, there have been conflicting reports that Reigns is not going to be on the show at all, and if it doesn't place, it's not going to take place. According to Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer, Reigns was pulled from Money in the Bank, which means Riddle would have to challenge him for the championship on either SmackDown or Raw. Reigns was being pulled possibly due to WWE changing venues. There's also no word on whether this means Riddle will have a match with him in the future, but it's just going to have to wait. Riddle right now has been one of the top wrestlers teaming up with Randy Orton, and he now looks to be being pushed as more of a main event guy. Now, Rome's has been rumored for a lighter schedule since his promo was cut during a WWE live event show, which he addressed the crowd and told them. For more information about this, go ahead and follow Joshua Jones, and all this information is trending right now on E-Wrestling News. With that being said, those are all the headlines that are trending for today, Thursday, June the 9th, 2022. If you're enjoying headlines, please go ahead and tag a friend on social media. Let them know that we are here. It's your one-stop shop for everything that's pro wrestling, so you can get back to your day. With that being said, my name is Mike Freeland, and we will catch you on the next episode of Headlines. <laughs>
The world of NLW Radio never stops.